0: How's it going, everybody? This is me again, Chewy, and I want to welcome you back to the podcast titled "Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends." And I am once again joined by my Monica.
1: Hi, guys.
0: We are doing things a little bit different today because Monica's at a block party.
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
0: well, uh, we've been doing stuff over the what is it, Skype? For okay, yeah. I don't know how many episodes, but right now we're over the phone for some technical difficulties here. Eh. <laughs>
1: Some unforeseen circumstances.
0: What do you call those? The un- imponderables? Is that what the word?
1: Uh, I guess. I've never heard of that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in Spanish, we call them the imponderables. I was just like translating ah, directly. Okay. M, which is like the unexpected circumstances that come your way when you're doing something. But anyways. Yeah, dude. How you been doing? How, how's your week been so far?
1: Good. Um, I've had a chill week. My sister uh, was visiting, but she, she already left. Um, but we went paddle boarding, so that was fun. And I'm now 31 years old. I had my birthday it's, last it's week. So. Happy
0: birthday, my friend. Yeah. Well, I said happy birthday to you on the actual birthday, so. Yes. <laughs> I actually made a post on that, if you recall.
1: Yes, I do. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, eh, my week's been okay. It's been work. I had a long week. I had a long day today at work, actually. I don't want to talk about it. I'm having flashbacks already. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) Just while I'm having a couple of beers, I am drinking a uh, chocolate stout in a purple can. Okay. Oh, excuse me. It's a double chocolate stout, mind you.
1: Damn. (laughs) Double the fun.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, double the fun. I'm planning on not waking up early tomorrow because I'm off. So, cool.
1: Nice. Me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, uh, let's remind our listeners of our social media accounts, shall we? We have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, and we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS.
1: Our Twitter is Myths Behind, myths behind LGDS, and you can also email us at myths behind Legends at gmail.com. All
0: right, cool. And we have our letterbox in which we have bite-sized reviews of the episodes, basically like one paragraph summary, so mm-hmm. the whole one hour and a half. <laughs> And we also have a watch list in there in which we have some movies that we're planning on on maybe thinking of doing in the future. I mean, we may not get to all of those and we may add some that we do before the ones we have there and, you know, Mm etc. But at least if you want to have an idea of the material we might be covering in future episodes, you can go ahead and follow us on Letterboxd. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) And... (laughs) We also have our official slash unofficial website that, uh, courtesy of Monica is now going to become our permanent web address.
1: Yay! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, we have that URL under myths hyphen behind hyphen legends dot I can't see you tonight, my friend, but I'm picturing you like a breakdancing to that.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did in the car. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, what is the topic of tonight's episode, my friend?
1: So we watched this show um, called Haunted in uh, Latino America or something like that. It was, it's a Netflix show, um, and it basically has a bunch of different stories, uh, like scary stories about ghosts and ghost sightings and stuff like that. It wasn't long. It was like a, I don't remember how many episodes there were like five or six and they they all talked about different things different like encounters that people had and then it's like they're in the in a house or something and in like in in this living room area that's set up and it was it was interesting but i will say that <laughs> it kind of was like a little worse like the acting oh, i feel yeah. like these people it was supposed to be more like a casual thing where like they're supposed to just be there being themselves talking about their experiences but, like, they keep panning on everybody's, like, face and it just, they're, like, thinking extra hard or they're, like, uh, <laughs> making these weird, like, recollection faces. It's it's a little cringe, but, and the effects are a little, like, eh, but, I mean, they were interesting stories, though. They're okay, well,
0: cool. yeah, cool. Uh, we'll get into that in our next segment, but, yeah, we'll definitely talk about all those things you brought up. in I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of stuff to say about those, so, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> We're doing things a little bit differently tonight because of the nature. Like, I mean, it's, it's a show. And yeah, like you mentioned, it's uh-huh. like five or six episodes maybe. So we broke it off. One segment's going to be for the first couple of episodes. And the second segment's going to be about the rest of it. And then the third segment tonight is going to be the academic segment. So yeah, stick around for that. The first critique segment of the two that we have tonight for you. So yeah, we'll be right back. So, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode tonight. We have two critique segments because we watched a short series. And, yeah, you brought up the <laughs> some of the things that I wanted to talk about for sure. The set itself, like the house where they're sitting. Uh-huh. It looks, I mean, it's a scenery. Like, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah. It looks kind of, I don't know, weird.
1: Weird. <laughs> It looks like a reality show, like a, like they're going to f***ing date ghosts or something.
0: It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally had a different impression. I've never seen the original version of this. I guess the English version or, or I don't Me know. Me neither. I, I'm not familiar with that, that yeah. at all. So I'm I'm not even sure what that's about. I, I'll see it after this uh, for yeah. sure. I mean, I'll, I'll have it on my queue. I'll check it out and compare and contrast. Maybe we can do that one if it's not as uh, if it's not too long, you know, like this one. Yeah we can maybe or maybe pick a few episodes we'll see what happens but i want to compare and contrast for sure but in the meantime for this one specifically yeah like i i, I thought you know i saw the person walking in and, and they make it look all dramatic and they sit in the chair yeah. and like, my name is so and so and i have the story of this and like ja, ja, ja. like the music you know
1: but the, but it's also they also feel like it's really hard for me to talk about this um but i think it's important that you people know and then, and then you find out some of them were involved in the story. I was like, "Well, what? It's hard about talking about your this experience. Like, the f-? like, everybody was there. Like, <laughs> why are you retelling the story like to people who already know it?"
0: Well, maybe because of the collective trauma. I guess. I mean, if, if people go through something like a tragedy or a, an accident or something like that, and, and uh-huh. it may be hard for them to talk about those memories, maybe i guess that's the angle that i took from that i mean i don't know
1: yeah no that makes sense
0: yeah like you mentioned the the setting was i mean it looked okay i mean it, it, it didn't look weird but i mean well it did look weird but <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of hard for me to describe that but i mean it looked adequate i guess that's the word i was looking for adequate yeah but the acting like you said i i mean the people sitting like the ones retelling the story for real like the real people Uh uh-huh i think a lot of times they kind of like exaggerated their reactions i don't know about you
1: yeah they did and and they don't have to this is the thing like if these stories are real y'all don't have to act anything out like just respond like you're as if you were just having i think that was the idea too like you're talking in in confianza you know you're talking with, with with your people that you know um and you're just retelling a story but there was no reason for them to overact because I feel like they did. And it's like, I know it's a show, but it's not that intense, you know? Like, that's not the vibe that <laughs> they were supposed to go with. So, yeah, that was, like, it threw me off a lot because they kept panning. There, some, the people who were telling their stories, one of them, the one about the the little, the guy that was, like, a little boy in the oh. in the house that his dad, or it was, like, a flat or, like, an apartment or something that they had, he had with his dad. Um, that guy I felt like he overdid it, like he exaggerated some of the, like he maybe embellished or something. Because his reactions weren't as like genuine as the other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about him in the, in the next critique segment, but yeah, uh, that's, okay. that's one of the cases. For sure, I agree with you, I think quite a few of them uh, might have embellished or over-exaggerated their, their reactions or their mm-hmm. tellings. And to me, that kind of makes me... It takes me out of, of the suspension of disbelief. That's what uh, Stephen yeah. King calls it. And I'm sure other people call it the same way. But basically, suspension of disbelief is when you're watching a movie or a show, you know it's fake. You know it's not real. Yeah. But the way that uh, a movie is shot or that a show is, is... You know, the scenery or the plot of the episode is shown to you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It can actually make you stop believing that, you know, like suspend reality for a while i mean you're watching a show yeah you you invest yourself and you believe what the characters are going through because it's done well and in this case i think yeah i I agree with you i think a lot of the people kind of like made it over the top and and it's like ah you know like it sounds to me like it's fake yeah i mean yeah uh i don't want to say that it is i I have no idea i don't know these people of course personally i don't know their stories but if their stories happen to be quote-unquote real that happened to them, and that was their experiences, or those were their experiences rather. It kind of takes me out of, of the whole atmosphere, the whole mood of, of listening to the story because it just kind of like it looks like, oh my god, like, yeah, you know, gasp, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Yeah, and of course the special effects also it kind of looked like a college project, but I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of of. I used to have cable a long time ago, and I would watch the Sci Fi Channel religiously. Uh-huh. Because I'm all about crappy movies and horror movies. And, of course, they would show a lot of those in there, in the sci-fi channel. Yeah. And a lot of their original movies had weird, crappy special effects that looked obviously fake, completely fake. And, you know, uh-huh. look, look even cartoonish at some points. Yeah. That's kind of what some of these effects reminded me of. It's like, I'm watching a cartoon.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and I didn't like that because I expected better from a show that was on Netflix, you know? Like,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, I know Netflix has uh, great productions in, in their original content list, you know? Uh-huh. So for me to see this drop in quality, I was like, mm, Netflix, you disappoint me. I want to yeah. cancel my subscription. Give me back my 15 bucks, please. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, I mean, now that's just like, I guess, me and you. I don't know, me for sure, but <laughs> yeah. But I guess we're kind of nitpicking and stuff. But I mean, it, it, it goes hand in hand with what they're presenting. Because if you're not invested in what you're seeing what you're watching uh-huh. i can imagine this might have turned some people off and they didn't complete the series even though it's like really short
1: like to be honest i kind of zoned out on some of them too like the the ones that can really
0: remember was the one with the cop and then the one with the boy and the first one the production quality i didn't think was netflix great. quality uh-huh. or, or that great i mean so that's kind of like the, the thing for me kind of it, I didn't feel invested in the show too much because of, of yeah, the, the visuals and The acting itself that like we mentioned is, is, is I think it was mm-hmm. a little bit too over the top but yeah um, In general, I mean the stories were kind of creepy I guess and I will touch up on, on each story like shortly, you know for, for a few minutes Why are you going to give the show as, as as a production like on the units? Let's just call them uh, Crappy CGI ghosts. How many crappy CGI ghosts does does the production of the show as a whole get for you?
1: I'm gonna go with... What's that? Three.
0: It's three out of ten, right? Yeah. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with a three also. So, this production of the show as a whole gets three crappy CGI ghosts from Monica and myself. (laughs) 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 And... That's nothing, I mean, we're not trying to discredit the stories. I mean, I, I, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I mean, once again, we're not here to make anyone believe or not believe or, or debunk stuff. Uh, that's not what we're about. We're just here to discuss the content. Yeah. Right? Me, for one, like, we've talked about how I believe in the paranormal. You believe in paranormal stuff. Yeah. But it's not our job or our mission to make people or convert skeptics to believe in what we believe because that's not really what we're about. Again, which was just discussing the content. So... Mm-hmm. Going into the stories, the first episode, that was the one about the, the lady with the, the two boys, right? The house in, in Mexico?
1: Yes. That the house was haunted.
0: How do you feel about the story?
1: I thought it was interesting, but the, yeah, the acting just really threw me off. I liked the story.
0: Do you think it was creepy?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it is it's, it's creepy to like be in a house where weird shit that is happening... And then you try to escape it, and somehow you're always drawn back to the same freaking hell.
0: Yeah, because uh, apparently they moved out a couple times, and every time they came back, I, I think the first time she was there just by herself with the two kids. Yeah. And then she moved back to her mom's place, and then she met some dude. Uh huh. And then she had a baby with him, but that baby is never mentioned. I mean, it's mentioned for like one little piece of the story, but then that baby is not there in the retelling.
1: Oh yeah that's true. I didn't, I didn't I didn't even remember that.
0: When I was watching it I thought the the kid may, may, might have died or something because of the, what was yeah. going on. Because she only has there in the retelling her two oldest boys she doesn't have the, the younger one. That's N- true. Maybe she w- maybe the the kid was underage and that's why they didn't put him there because I mean I guess maybe underage you know there's yeah. some, there's some sort of legal stuff going on there For
1: his own protection yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe that's but, but when that I makes sense. when they talked about the baby and he wasn't there in the set whatever I was like oh my god like the ghost got him at
1: <laughs> that's what I thought too I was like oh she has to sacrifice her child or like the ghost like took it or something back to its realm that's what I thought and then we find out that well nothing happened nothing happened to the baby you know like they were fine
0: I mean, the ghost rocked the cradle like aggressively <laughs> for like a minute
1: yeah uh-huh I remember that
0: so you hear a lot about people seeing ghosts or hearing ghosts stuff like that but in some cases that i read i mean yeah you hear about physical harm but this these people were like hardcore man they were like scratched and beat up and pushed and their hair with their hair was pulled. and
1: yeah
0: yeah so how do you think you would act in that situation like if you are the owner of a house and there's spirits that don't let you live in peace
1: dude i would sell the house no matter what i would get out and I get that they didn't have a choice. I guess, like, they weren't able to get another place or something where they did and then they somehow had to come back. Like, I remember they they mentioned that they bought a house, right? But, like, they couldn't move in yet. So they had to go to the old house.
0: Yeah, they were trying to buy a house, but then they got caught up in red tape or their credit didn't go through or something. So they had to kind of, like, wait on that for a while. Uh-huh. And they had to go back to the house for a bit and then they couldn't move out.
1: Yeah, so I don't know why they just didn't go back to their mom's house. Why go back to that house that you know is, like, a a harm to you and your children? And I get the circumstances are difficult, like, because not everybody's going to believe you. Obviously, if they're not actually there, didn't experience it. But, like, I don't know. I... Probably like burn that house down. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much, dude. Like that. That there was there was way too much going on.
0: I agree with you. I think I would try to find a way to get out as soon as possible yeah. through any means necessary. I mean, if I had to live with a with a family member or something, I mean, I don't know something or a hotel. Es- especially, yeah. I mean, if it's not just for your sake, if it's for the sake of your children, I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I agree with you. They they could have tried to find a way to maybe manage something, but I mean, yeah, like you said, also, it's kind of difficult because they already had three kids at that point. Yeah. Now, uh, towards the end, you find out there's the the ghosts that are tormenting these these people in this family. It's, like, too weird, like, they kind of look burnt in their face or their body's completely burnt. Oh, yeah. And, like, a young boy that looks like he's crying all the time. Yeah. But they never try to explain who they are or why they are trapped together.
1: I mean, I know they mentioned something about them being under the house, like, buried under the house or something. Uh Uh-huh. But that was, I think, it. I don't think they actually found out the history of these people. At least, I don't remember it. I don't know. No,
0: I don't think they did at all. I can't remember them doing that, but if you had to speculate, what do you think is the background of all this? Who are these two people and who is that little boy?
1: I feel like there was somebody else, like, because it seemed like somebody was beating the kid. So, I don't know if, like, At some point, I thought, okay, maybe these two burnt people kidnapped this child or like or were the parents of this child and they were physically abusing him. Mm -hmm. And maybe he lit them on fire and or he died and his ghost lit them on fire because I don't know. It seemed like the kid was like not a bad spirit Mm -hmm. there like as a warning or like maybe even trying to reach out so people can like understand him. But the other two ghosts were the ones that were doing the bad shit. Like, they were the ones doing the physical harm and all that. So, I feel like there were two really bad people. Mm-hmm. Either lit on fire in their sleep, or, like, they burned themselves by accident or something. I don't know. Or somebody killed them and buried them under the house.
0: Yeah, I, I think... I'm going to go with what you said. I mean, I, I was thinking about this myself, that maybe these people, like, kidnapped the, the kid or, or something. And then something happened, and they got burnt. And maybe the kid was trapped, or, like, in in a room or something. And he could, so, he died of starvation or something. Like, I mean, that sounds kind of grim, right? Yeah. But uh-huh. that's kind of what I'm leaning, leaning towards. Because, I mean, the, the, the kid looks like he's just not, uh, like, a part, like, evil, like you said yeah he kind of looks like he's kind of trapped out of you know and he doesn't know that he's trapped or he looks confused even i think that's that's what i was trying to to say yeah but the two burnt bodies i mean they could be kidnappers or something you know something worse
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so uh, now moving on to the next story the that's the case of the lady and the haunted doll
1: that one it kind of spaced out dude like I don't even remember it. I think I might have just like either zoned out or I fell asleep on that one because uh, (laughs) I just remember them talking about the doll and then that was it. I don't remember that one.
0: Well, this one was my favorite because the lady that was the actress playing the real lady was pretty. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) She was was the the, the prettiest actor in this entire series.
1: Um, Okay.
0: (laughs) You know me, my friend. You know me.
1: Uh, I do, I do. I'm not surprised.
0: (laughs) Well, but seriously, uh, I thought, honestly, this is, like, to me, the most interesting case because this lady received this doll from her dad when she was a quinceañera. Okay. Now, this lady's not from Mexico. She's from, I think, Colombia or Venezuela. I can't remember. But, Uh yeah, she mentioned that when she was a little kid, maybe, like, six, seven years old, she would be able to see stuff or hear stuff from her house real quick mm-hmm. she just mentions that like real quick and then she mentions that her dad who she describes as being a very loving person like not evil not like she loved her parents both her, her mom and her dad mm-hmm. she describes both of them as, as being very nice people and they're not capable of evil so when her dad gave her this doll for her quince she fell in love with it she took care of it like a baby she would like fix her hair change the clothes all oh, the whole nine yards you know
1: mm-hmm
0: And then, when she got older, she had two kids. And the person that she had the kids with never liked the doll. He was always, like, scared of it or angry at it. So, the whole point of the story is that eventually, as, you know, events unfold, she consults this radio show host that's, like, a paranormal investigator. Uh Uh-huh. So, they have her on the show, and she brings the doll after, like, a whole bunch of creepy stuff happened to her and her kids. And supposedly, allegedly, like, she was, like, strangled in front of them by, like, an unseen presence. What? Like, she was in the middle of, of the radio show, right? Like, telling her story. Uh-huh. And some dude was trying to... P- Playing, like, like the the little, like... What's the game with the pencils? Charlie? Charlie, whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was kind of like that, but he had some, like, sticks in his hand. And he had, like, like... If it pointed in one direction, it was yes. And if it pointed in the opposite direction, it was no yeah so he's asking questions right and this this two sticks in his hands would move whatever and then at some point they asked the doll if she wanted to kill the lady and the answer was yes and at that point the lady fell back like from the chair she like completely fell back on her back you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it sounds a little redundant but (laughs) so she fell on her back and on the floor and she was like gasping for air and she was like clutching at her throat because she was like choking on something Mm -hmm. and then I think she had marks on her her neck or something like that so wow they found out that supposedly it was some old dude that was like possessing the doll like some old creepy man with a hat and Mm. he had like no eyes his eyes were completely like cut out of his face what the hell so uh, now the main point of of the story was that this lady was obsessed with this doll dude she was like in love with it she wouldn't let it out of her sight
1: that's so weird
0: even her daughters thought that she loved the doll more than them wow because that's how dedicated and how obsessed this person was with this doll right uh huh now if i had to ask you because they never clarify they never try to find out who the old man is who do you think that guy was like or why do you think he was because i mean it may look like an old man but it may be a demon that's i mean they they said that in the episode but what would you say this thing could be
1: was she obsessed with it because it was the the doll, like, giving or making her be obsessed with it? Because that's, un- that's weird. Like, that's really unhealthy. And it's weird that, like, she had this attachment to this doll, but the doll was actually trying to kill her.
0: I don't know. That's just. Yeah, like, the reason she gives for t- attachment is that her dad gave it to her and she loved her dad very much. That was her reason when she was telling the story. Well, yeah,
1: but that's over the top. Like, I get that that tienes cariño algo, you know, like you're you're you have affection for for something, mm-hmm. but to treat it with more love than you do your children, that's a little overboard.
0: I mean, if I had to speculate, I would say that this demon entity, whatever it is, saw how much this girl cared for this doll, and she, and he decided to like take advantage of that situation. That's what I would say. Um, because if I'd say what I believe, I mean, I believe there's stuff floating around around this. And uh-huh. again, this is my opinion, right? So I believe there's stuff like floating around us around and they kind of observe or react to the various circumstances in our lives. Mm-hmm. And some of them are strong enough or powerful enough, if you want to say that, they can actually contact us and... and it's kind of the whole principle behind the Annabelle doll. Remember the story of Annabelle? Yeah. Where if you watch The Conjuring, the first scene of The Conjuring is I think it was two college students that picked up this doll and they let it into their house. And, and you know, it's kind of a similar concept, I think. Yeah. Where this demon slash paranormal entity, whatever, takes over a possession that somebody cares about a lot mm-hmm. because they want to take advantage of that connection that they have to that yeah. object, right? Yeah. So, how do you feel about that? Like, well, let's say, for example, like, you know, your dad or, or your mom or somebody in your family gives you, like, a teddy bear, right, and whatever, and mm-hmm. when you were a kid, and you take care of that, that teddy bear and, you like, you like it because you, the person that gave it to you, you're attached to them also? Uh-huh. And what do you find out that thing was possessed by some, like, demon thing?
1: I mean, it would suck, but I would throw it away. Like, it, like, I had, a. A, a little teddy bear that my dad gave me when I was like, a little kid and I had it like since I was a child like, maybe like five years old or something I don't know how old I was might have been there and I had it my whole life except like I think when I like in my teens I either or after my teens like when I moved out I lost it and it sucked that it wasn't there anymore but like it's it's just the doll you know it's just the teddy bear you know like you know, I mean, it'd be different if I lost my dad and yeah. I was like, you know, obsessed with that thing because it was the last thing I had that he gave me. Mm-hmm. That's different. That would be really difficult to part with. But I mean, if it was possessed, I'd eat that thing out like the window. Like, no, I'm not keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my dad in other forms like I can't I'm not going to keep a, a, a possessed teddy bear it's trying to kill me.
0: The conclusion to that story was that she gave away the doll voluntarily to the investigators and they kept it, but they didn't really say what became of it. So as soon as the, the, she was done with, with that interview in the in the radio station or whatever, she decided to surrender the doll to, doll to them, like voluntarily apparently. And reportedly they put it away in a closet with a whole bunch of other weird stuff so kind of like, like the, the conjuring again like, like the, the closet yeah. or that room the, the warrants have with all the possessed stuff they collected over the years yeah but they don't say whether these people followed up on that or if they tried to find out who that guy was or the, what that demon was or anything so I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of these stories are inconclusive they don't finish anything like they, they kind of leave you wondering what happened yeah and I'm not sure how I feel about that
1: I don't like it I I think that we at least deserve some closure, if there can be closure. (laughs) Like, I want to know what happened. Just put it in writing uh, during the credits, like the movies do. Say, oh, this person went here, and like now they're like, fine, nobody died. Or okay, okay,
0: yeah. Uh
1: Some fun facts at the end of the show. Like, if they're not going to tell us to create some sense of, like, suspense right after we finish watching it, at least some... some fun facts, you know, so that we know what's going on. (laughs) Fun facts? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, the the lady is also a a Zumba enthusiast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She was able to overcome her haunting and open up a studio. (laughs)
0: I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they could have at least kind of, like, given us a little hint or, or something. Yeah. But I feel like maybe they thought if they did that, that would have been, like, more, like, made up or something, you know?
1: Maybe. Or I mean, I a... don't know.
0: But Because,
1: like, I mean, their acting wasn't that great. I mean, they could have at least given us that courtesy.
0: Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> <laughs> you got any more thoughts on the first couple episodes of this show, my friend? Nah. Now, uh, once again, I want to repeat that the, the actress was the prettiest one. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was our first of two critique segments for this episode in which we talked about the first couple of episodes of this series on Netflix called Haunted Latin America. And we'll be right back with part two of this critique segment after these messages. so we're back with the second part of our critique segment for this episode and we're gonna talk about three more because there's a total of five (laughs) i just Mm -hmm. found out uh, (laughs) according to my notes here there's a total of five episodes so the next one do you remember the next one that's the one about the cop
1: oh yeah that's that was my favorite one i like that one
0: now what happened in that one just real quick like just a a quick overview what happened in that case
1: i mean basically it was just this guy who at this ghost That was like, or he, I, he thought it was one at first that was attached to him, and at first he was like, tripping out about it, but then like, we find out that, it was more like a guardian angel, army of women, that were protecting him, um, because at some point he ends up in a shootout, and the ghost is helping him and telling him what to do so he doesn't die, and everything was taped somehow. I don't know where they got the camera from or who taped what but um they, it showed how he wouldn't have survived had he not had the guidance of this ghost
0: uh-huh.
1: so but he like still feels crappy about it in a sense because like he's being followed constantly by ghosts and so, he can feel it you know
0: he feels overwhelmed right
1: yeah uh-huh and it was funny though at the end like of the episode where he's going to like a raid or something and it's kind of like made it seem like it was like a movie. Like it was oh, very like yeah. oh. And the, the 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 ghost starts whispering to him as he's about to like enter and he's like, Oh, don't go in. Like really? Like it's a sting operation. You kinda have to, like, <laughs> <laughs> and be like I'm not gonna do but, my job. Yeah. Just, just throw his gun yeah, on the floor. Yeah, I'm just gonna, gonna back up. Maybe these people can die this time. You know, I'm gonna survive. I'm gonna yeah. hang in the
0: back here for a minute. <laughs> well do you think that's creepy that having somebody follow yeah. you around telling you like how to survive? I mean, they're helping you.
1: Yeah. But like, it is creepy. Like, I mean, it, I would understand one, but they've got like a whole army of women constantly whispering in his ear, dude. Like that's too much. Like that's like being able to hear everybody's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like a good idea, but then if it actually happened, you would be, you would never rest. Like you'd always have voices in your head. I don't want that.
0: <laughs> well, I, for one thing, this guy's very lucky. Especially in his profession. He's, he's a cop in Mexico. And, you know, I mean, I don't have to talk too much in depth about this because of, of it's all over the news all the time. Like, well, at least in our area. It's common belief, even like for me, that that Mexico is a very dangerous place and, and there's shootouts like 24 7 and this and that. And to some extent, yeah, it's a little dangerous. I mean, more so than other places mm-hmm. but it's also not like a war zone like every day 24 7 it's yeah it's unfortunate when those things happen because it's usually either the cops or the military trying to do a job and these guys don't want to give up what they're doing so of course they're gonna shoot at them mm-hmm. but i mean in that kind of profession you're always at risk of you may not come home yeah right. so him being a, a cop in the middle of these possible firefights, every time he gets a call to go somewhere, he may not come home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he's very lucky to have those people in his, in his life, or those presences in his life, rather. Yeah. Because, I mean, even though he feels weird and uncomfortable, I mean, and I can understand that because, like you said, it, it, you know, it, it's having a constant whispering in your mind, like, the, am I going crazy? Like, what is this, like... Mm-hmm. But in essence, I mean, he's staying alive a little longer, you know? Why do you think this guy was chosen by these three ghosts? Or, like, what was the reason for them attaching themselves to this guy, specifically?
1: Maybe these ghosts are there to protect people in danger, which is what he thinks, I think. I think he says that. But because he's a cop, that's why they're there. Because he lives such a dangerous life. So they're there to, like, maybe they couldn't save people in their lifetime. And in the afterlife, they're trying to help somebody that they know is always in danger. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're there.
0: That's an interesting interesting theory, my friend. I, I think they do bring up one of them, like the possible origin. He thinks it's some sort of lady that was um, assaulted, you know, huh, by some dude. And because she felt so ashamed of what happened to her. And because I think she was engaged to some other dude. Uh-huh. She felt so guilt. I mean, guilty and ashamed that w- without reason, because it wasn't her fault at all, that yeah. some other dude came over and took advantage and you know assaulted her. You know, mm-hmm. so she apparently committed suicide or something like that, and that's who they think one of the ghosts might be. Uh huh. And they call her La Mujer del Molino or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the other two, they don't really say anything about them. Maybe some people when they pass away they feel like they didn't do much of anything (laughs) i mean yeah and what i mean by that is uh like you said earlier maybe they felt they could have helped people in some way or another yeah so maybe they feel that guilt and it carries them over like it carries over with them sorry into the afterlife Mm -hmm. maybe And they become bound to either a place or a person because they feel like by helping them, they can help themselves in some way. Mm -hmm. Like, remember the case of of La Planchada that we talked about, the nurse?
1: Yeah.
0: How, because she neglected her work after being brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. And when she was passing away, when she was older, she was like, man, I really let that affect my professional life in a way that I was not caring for my patients anymore. So that Mm -hmm. grief reportedly you know would have carried over with her into the afterlife and that's why she would be taking care of these patients as a ghost now yeah Mm -hmm. so do you think maybe something like that might be happening with this guy
1: yeah i think so um i think they're like his his, their redemption you know for the ghost like to help this guy out knowing that he's always in danger so they have a chance of saving his life so
0: yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, well, I'm going to ask you again. I think you already talked about this. but <laughs> Would you want a guardian angel like that in your life?
1: I would want a guardian angel, single, just one. One is enough. And <laughs> uh, Yeah, you know, why not? One would be good. And I, f- I mean, you never know. Maybe I do have one, you know, because um, I have decent looking things. You know, my life could be a lot worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe there is somebody looking out for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's maybe cool because you know somebody's always watching over you. Like it's comforting. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. If you could pick a character from fiction to be your guardian angel, who would it be?
1: A character from fiction. Mm. I don't know. Maybe like Hermione, dude. Like from uh Harry Potter.
0: Uh-huh. Do you think with her spell she could help you get out of a bind? Oh, yeah.
1: She's she's hella smart, you know? So, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, full disclosure, I have not read a single Harry Potter book in my life. What? <laughs> I saw maybe, like, the first two movies, so my knowledge of Harry Potter is extremely limited, mind you.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's... I mean, I know that they cast spells and stuff, so that's... <laughs> yeah. That's about the extent of it. Uh, for me uh there's this series of books from stephen king called the dark tower and the main mm-hmm. character in that book happens to be a cowboy mixed with like a medieval knight type of thing
1: uh-huh the gunslinger guy the,
0: the gunslingers yeah the, the uh, yeah. he has like perfect aim he never misses anything he always kills everything in one shot you know so uh-huh i mean as soon as somebody's gonna mummy, me it's a bullet out of nowhere ah, like <laughs> <laughs> headshot <Nice>. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's what I would want them to get, as my guardian angel because you know if you guys haven't read this series of books you should by the way it's kind of like Harry Potter yeah. they actually talk about Harry Potter in one of the books by the way <laughs> <laughs> they, they bring that in but it's kind of like Harry Potter mixed with Lord of the Rings mixed with like Spaghetti Westerns so
1: Spaghetti Westerns
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah those movies of Clint Eastwood from like the 70s you know
1: oh wow I never heard it called Spaghetti Western
0: dude what ah. <laughs> yeah that's what they, I don't know why they call him that, but that's what they call him, you know. <laughs> Alright, so moving on to the next case. And that was the one you are talking about, the guy with the house, the little kid? Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that one?
1: Um, The little kid one... It wasn't bad. But... I don't know, Like, I feel like the guy wasn't as genuine as the other dude. Um, it was a little overdramatic i think Uh uh-huh um but i mean it was it was a decent story
0: i think the idea of his story is interesting like him Uh having some sort of evil entity following him around yeah remember what happened in the beginning apparently he uh witnessed uh, like one of his neighbors jumping from a building or something
1: throwing themselves yeah from the Apartment above them,
0: okay. So, I'm gonna his you...
1: dad gets it, he ends up buying that one. The one that the... why would you buy something where a person died? <laughs> Hell no,
0: price, my friend. They probably dropped the price on that one.
1: Hell no, I would not get that. It's for sure haunted.
0: There'd be like 50% <laughs> off because her last tenant jumped out of a window,
1: right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Something's wrong in that house, but we're not gonna figure it out. So, yeah, and,
0: I mean. It may not be as common here, but in Mexico, it's very common for people to buy apartments like that. Yeah. Because here, I mean, people, they rent and, and that's, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But in Mexico, it's more common because I guess, I don't know, it's a, a different mindset, I guess, but.
1: Well, it's because they have different policies. Like here, you can't really buy an apartment just anywhere unless it's like a condo or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because they have. The way that the system works for apartments, it's technically to benefit, like, the person, the land owner, not, like, the tenant. So they don't sell them. Yeah.
0: And I know about this because one of my, my aunts and, uh, well, my, my tios, you know, they bought an apartment a long time ago uh, because uh-huh. my cousins were going to go to college in, in a certain city in Mexico that was not their native city. So what they did is they like through an through an installment plan. I mean, they didn't buy it outright, you know, because you know they're not loaded either. But yeah. But over I don't know how how much maybe like a five year period or maybe ten years whatever they were they paid monthly. Mm-hmm. But it was with the intent to buy the, the property, not rent it. So okay. they've owned it since like like the past maybe like twenty years or whatever or fifteen years maybe. That's that's how long they've owned this. And I, I've been there. It's a nice place. <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean uh it, it's cool and everything but uh, yeah i mean I i'll just bring that up because they mentioned that the, the the dad bought the apartment so that might be a little bit of a curveball to the american listeners here because what they bought an apartment what <laughs> like
1: well also apartments are hella expensive so <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> anybody can afford it yeah
0: yeah so i want to i want to ask you do you think this evil entity was the neighbor's spirit or was it maybe what caused the neighbor to jump out of that window?
1: I think it's what caused the neighbor to jump out. I think there was something else there. And that thing probably drove the other man crazy, which is why he killed himself.
0: Uh-huh. I would agree with you, I think. Yeah. I think that, that yeah, something maybe was affecting this person in a way that they couldn't handle it so they decided the best way to do it was, you know, just end their lives. End it. hmm uh, so why do you think this evil entity then attached himself to this kid?
1: Well, because now he's he's like a leech, you know. Now he has somebody who's young that he can like terrorize. Mm-hmm. They, th- they maybe it thrives off of fear or something. Uh huh. So yeah, maybe that's what it is.
0: What do you think it is? You think it's like a demon or something? Yeah. Because probably. In the reenactment, they kind of make it seem like this misty ghost creature thing. Yeah. Now, but it's interesting that he grows up, right? And and he's like constantly afraid of this thing. And at some point, he gets older, of course, and he grows up and he moves out of that apartment. Uh huh. And I guess his parents divorced or something because they don't mention his mom ever again. <laughs> and so, oh he's, yeah, he's, sure. he, Or his sister, for that matter. So I don't know. Maybe some family stuff happened there because I don't think the sister was there in the in the t- retelling either. Unless I'm wrong. Uh-huh. But he ended up moving out with his dad to a different property. And what happened to him there was that it was peaceful for a while. But then after a while, he started hearing knocking on his door at night. Oh, yeah. So, it turned out that it was the same entity that found them after a few weeks or months, whatever. And now it's asking for permission to go into his house by knocking.
1: It was very confusing
0: so he says that he would ignore it and he ignored it successfully for a while but then it got to the point that it was just so annoying that he woke up one night all upset and angry and he opened the door and that's when he thinks that thing came back into his life full force mm-hmm. yeah have you ever heard of anything like that where where a ghost follows you across like a city and then it asks for permission to <laughs> hey can i come back into your life please
1: no, I've heard where they attach to you and like they go wherever you go, but not that they ask permission to come into your home or come back into your life after leaving you alone. Like they usually never leave. Uh huh. If they are attached to you.
0: Yeah. So I mean, if if anybody others listening then has some paranormal knowledge <laughs> or something, <laughs> you might want to email us or tell us something in the DM or or what this thing might be because I, this is the first time that I hear about that Like, where something yeah, like is trying to chase you actively or find you like GPS style across the city
1: yeah and then
0: when it finds you it's like hey what's up bro hey it's
1: cool if I can come in yeah
0: <laughs> you know and I'm not trying mm-hmm. to make fun of the guy himself but I, 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 I think the, the circumstances is like why would the ghost like knock on your door hey can I come in bro like
1: yeah they a, just come in like is it a know? vampire like <laughs> Right, why does he need permission?
0: Now, like the other episodes, we don't really ever find out if they actually got rid of it.
1: Nope.
0: All they say at the very end is that they... Or in the middle of the episode, rather, is they bring in some sort of uh, either a minister or a pastor or something to bless the house. Yeah. And what this guy does is he draws crosses in, in the walls with, like, oil or something. Yeah. And... Allegedly, that helped for a few days or weeks, and it just came back full force again. Yep. So, yeah, again, we don't find out if they got rid of it. And then his girlfriend moved in with him also, and she's also seeing this thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I thought it was a little bit weird when she saw the the hairbrush spinning in her bathroom.
1: And she just kn- knocked it down. <laughs> yeah, she kind
0: of just like, swatted it down like a fly, like, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't want to discredit anybody because, again, I don't know this person Yeah. in person. <laughs> I guess going back to the presentation, it just didn't really help it, the the story, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that I probably feel like I would have done that too, though, like knock the brush down just to make it stop because it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'd be scared that whatever was making it move was going to come into me. Like, get possessed or some shit by touching the brush. That would
0: be my fear. So, what do you think is gonna be the outcome of this? If you had to just, again, speculate on this?
1: That to this day they're still dealing with the ghost?
0: (laughs) I think so. I mean, like, I I don't think they make it evidence that they're getting rid of it.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Because if the priest can help, what are they going to do after that? You know, what else is supposed to take care of ghosts? It's so, not like there's a. Like a fucking store you can go to to like <laughs> eliminate it, you know?
0: Well, this is Mexico, so they have that whole witchcraft thing down. That's true, but.
1: <laughs> what if they can't even get rid of it, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, that would be some hardcore stuff, man. Yep. I guess we can move on to the, the final episode of this series, which is the mm-hmm. one that. I didn't like too much. Okay. Out of all of them, um, I don't know why. I don't know why because this past one that we just finished talking about wasn't too great either. Mhm. But this last one, for some reason, I guess because as a Mexican Catholic, we always were raised, or at least in my family, to believe that Semana Santa, you know, like Easter week, or. or uh-huh. That whole thing is when the power of God is stronger, you know? Yeah. And in this guy's case it's the opposite that uh, apparently the devil becomes stronger during that time.
1: Yeah, I thought that was weird. I had never heard that before. I was like Right? What are you talking about? Like I mean, I remember my parents told me not to go out during that week because of the college students cuz college students were there and they were going to be like drunk and doing dumb things, but mm-hmm. Not because of something religious where the devil was going to be. I mean, maybe they didn't. I just forgot. I don't, but I don't remember <laughs> it. I doubt it.
0: This is the absolute first time that I hear about anything like that in my life. Mm-hmm. I think they're from somewhere in South America also. And again, I'm not trying to like put them down because of that. I mean, different people have different cultures, you know? Yeah. But I've never heard of that before. Like in, in any culture. Like, so this is, I mean... In general, this is the first time that I've ever heard of anybody mm-hmm. having that belief that during this whole Easter week, the devil becomes stronger. And I've met people from South America before, and they've never brought that up to me.
1: Mentioned that, yeah.
0: Uh, so, I'm not saying they're lying. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to say either.
1: It's just odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just a little weird. I mean, I guess because the the family has some sort of also like a gypsy background. Yeah but then that's another thing i I, i'm not knowledgeable about any of their beliefs at all so i'm not gonna like assume that i'm an expert or anything right but aren't they pagans
1: the gypsies i thought so too yeah
0: like in the sense that they're not catholics or they're not like christians or anything like that yeah i guess their their main groups i guess their their origins Mm -hmm. i wouldn't really think they're christians or catholics or anything like that i mean and if, if i'm wrong please do and you guys know about this please do correct me i don't want to <laughs> you know mm-hmm. be spouting ignorance here for the sake of spouting ignorance but yeah. in and the knowledge that i have right now at my disposal <laughs> in my brain <laughs> i don't recall them ever being followers of of christianity uh-huh. you know so and then the story itself also is like he picks up a puppy in the park and then the puppy turns out to be the devil
1: Yeah, that was really weird. I mean, but I feel like I've heard stories like that, you know, like where it's like a black dog or a black Mm -hmm. goat or something, you know? And I didn't click until later that the puppy was the freaking devil or whatever. Because I was like, why is the puppy getting heavier and heavier? Like, what is? how does that make any sense? And then he says how he saw something. It was like a monster behind him. And he was hearing the dog whine. Because the, the visuals were, were also confusing. You could hear the dog whining. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why isn't the dog following him? It's a dog that he just picked up. Why wouldn't it be following him?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what dogs do. <laughs> so, I don't know. That was, that was, it was just really weird.
0: So, the, the case, I mean, you know, he picked up this dog. And it turns out that it was a devil in disguise yeah and so it starts to manifest itself in the house in the sense that uh, apparently the walls started oozing like slime or something and there's always this foul smell in the house and flies and everything and he actually sees the dog in his room at some point or something he eventually decides to overcome his fear by by not being afraid of it anymore (laughs) i mean yeah and then he becomes a witch doctor so because his grandma was uh, a curandera yeah right so i guess because of all that we just talked about this story made the least amount of sense to me yeah out of all of them
1: it sounded like something on a movie like it didn't even it just it was so random Mm -hmm. and that he his, mom, his grandma just happens to be a gypsy and then he just happens to be getting taught everything about being a freaking curandero. Like, that was just like, what? I was, It was very confusing.
0: It was confusing, yeah. And and like I said, to me, it was probably the my least favorite episode because just thinking about it, I was like, that didn't make any sense at all. None of that stuff makes sense. I mean, but I guess when it comes to supernatural stuff, it doesn't ever make sense. <laughs> but,
1: That's true. That's true.
0: But, I mean, yeah, like, to me, that was, I, in my personal opinion, the weakest episode
1: mm-hmm.
0: out of the entire series. I don't know how you feel about this one specifically.
1: I, dude, it's honestly barely memorable, to be honest.
0: Which one was your personal favorite?
1: The one with the cop.
0: The one with the cop? Yeah. I'm gonna go with the one with the haunted doll. Not because the girl was pretty, whatever, <laughs> but. <laughs> but because I, I thought to me that was the most interesting story. Like, how this demon or entity became attached to something that somebody loved because of of where it came from yeah and then you know everything unfolded from there but to me that i think that was the the most interesting story out of all them out of the five Mm. episodes and for you there was the cop on there right yeah all right so do you have any final comments on any of these episodes
1: no (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't uh, I thought this was going to be a lot scarier but it wasn't so
0: so that's it
1: <laughs> would
0: <laughs> would you recommend this, this series to anybody
1: not really it's not recommendable there's nothing really memorable in it like there's really no point to watch it
0: yeah I don't think so either and like I said earlier I'm going to go back and watch I guess the original version of this the yeah English or whatever to see what that that one's about, but yeah, in general, dude, I was disappointed in these.
1: Same, mm-hmm. uh
0: Netflix, you gotta bring up your it's game, bro. Up. Yeah, you got you gotta, yeah. uh, you know, step it up, Netflix. I- I'm not paying 15 bucks a month for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. okay, yeah. So those were our uh, critique segments for the show Haunted Latin America. May I remind you, in the audience, that we gave the production. Of the series, a 3 out of 10 crappy CGI ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was our two segments for that, and we'll be right back with our academic segment after these messages. Okay everyone, so, for our academic segment tonight, we are going to talk about ghost hunting equipment. Because I figured all these stories deal with some sort of supernatural presences, entities and stuff like that, and during our academic segments, normally we try to connect the content or the context of the episode into something that may apply to quote-unquote everyday life. So, I figured, well, if anybody out there has any thoughts or beliefs they might be haunted by a ghost or a presence, then you might find some of these tools. By the way, some of these are by, on sale on Amazon. Oh, okay. So, you can actually buy ghost hunting kits on Amazon. Nice. I don't know how accurate or how, you know, good they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I... I'm inclined to buy one. <laughs> I mean, with with the, the steamy money that just rained on me not too long ago. Nice. <laughs> They're kind of pricey, though. I think like some of the, the cheaper ones that I just saw were like 100 bucks. So I'm going to try to pick one that's not too expensive. And, and I'll, I'll do that. And I'll talk about that in a later episode. How's that? Sounds good. All right. So in the meantime, I'm sure you've seen some of like the, the ghosts... Haunting, or, or, sorry, the the Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah. You've seen those shows, right?
1: Yeah, uh uh-huh.
0: I would watch that show back in the day, like 10 years ago, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Ghost Adventures. I think that was my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. And I would always see them using these machines or these little devices, whatever, to detect ghostly presences around them.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, I thought, well, since we're talking about ghosts and hauntings and, you know, people getting followed by demons and stuff, why not inform our audience of some of the stuff they could use to detect ghosts in their own life? Okay. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of something called the XCam SLS? No. But you've heard of the Xbox, right? Oh, yeah. You have an Xbox, no?
1: I have an Xbox, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you ever buy a Kinect?
1: No, I didn't. Mm-mm. But I know what it is. I've played with one before.
0: Mm-hmm. How 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 was that, by the way?
1: It's cool. Like uh, my friends had, um, I think it was Dance Dance Revolution or some dance party game, mm-hmm. um, and it like basically scans you kind of, and like it follows your movement. It's like a camera, and it's doing it with like it's like. Looking, at, I don't know if it's like infrared or how it works, honestly. It basically mirrors your movements on the game. Okay.
0: Um, I've never played with a Kinect, by the way. I, mean, I know what it is, I'm aware of what it is, but I've never had uh-huh. a chance to play with one. But I bring that up because the X-CAM SLS is allegedly something that was developed based on Kinect technology. Nice. So, you mentioned how it tracks a person's movements, right? Yeah. So, basically, uh, this thing is, uh, by the way, I found this information in a a newspaper article or a website article, sorry, from a newspaper from Mm -hmm. San Angelo, Texas, and the website is gosanangelo.com. Uh-huh. So, they have this info there, and and I guess I'll provide a link somewhere (laughs) in our social media, but Mm -hmm. they interviewed a, a paranormal investigative team from that area. I think San Angelo is about a like a 10 hour drive from where I'm at right now. Mhm. So, it's a little bit more to the west of Dallas. So, anyways, they they interviewed these this team of people, right? The paranormal investigators. And they said that basically this SLS camera has an infrared light projector with a sensor that shows everything as dots in a 3D formation. So like you were saying, it it, it tracks your movement based on a 3d model using dots so then the software sees people or you know quote unquote sees people by recognizing their joints and their movements so it, it tracks your your body using i guess your elbows and your knees and your your neck whatever they took the technology in the connect and and like implemented it into this device called the xmsls and basically what they do is they walk around a, a building or a house or something and They'll point the camera in one direction, and allegedly, at, uh, at some points, they'll see stick figures. Okay. Like, appearing on camera when there's nobody in front of the camera. Oh, hell no. Right? So, basically, if that was a real person, this camera would actually show, the like, a stick figure model, but also, like, an outline around that, mo- that, that stick figure. Yeah. But when they detect the ghosts their claim is that it would just straight up be the stick figure, not no outline, like no anything else.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Right. So what do you think of that?
1: I mean, that's weird, but I guess it makes sense.
0: Imagine pointing the camera and like there's somebody breakdancing in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) you That'd be crazy. a breakdancing stick figure in your living room.
1: Wow. (laughs) Out of nowhere. (laughs) that'd be creepy though imagine imagine you have that and you're going you know let's say you live in like a two-story home or something or or whatever just a regular home and like you're going out to the kitchen to like get some water and you leave had left that thing on and you just see things going on like no
0: i would run (laughs) out of the house i would never come back Automatically, like no, no questions asked, you just leave.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else can fix it and give me a logical explanation. But until that happens, I'm gonna be at a hotel.
0: Light a match on the way up. <laughs> yeah. It. No. <laughs> bye. Did you ever see the? I, I don't know what part it was, but um, one of the paranormal activities. I think it might be four or five. I don't even know how many there are anymore. Uh huh. But this one's about a, uh, like a little blonde girl like living in a house and it's. This is brought up in there, like not the 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 x-chemist list as as a whole, but I think it might be that movie that they show ghosts because at some point they're playing Connect or whatever. I, I maybe remember this oh,
1: yeah
0: But uh-huh. in, in one of those movies, I seem to recall that in one of those movies, and it may be even the wrong franchise, but in a movie that I saw a while back, they are kind of like using something like this, and you see like a stick figure moving around, and you know whatever.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, that's where this might have come from, I guess. Yeah. Now, have you ever heard of something called an REM pod? No. So, they say that the REM pod is this little small device with an antenna. And Mm -hmm. it makes its own magnetic field. And it reacts when something is around it. Interesting so let's say for example they're walking around the house or a building and they have this mm-hmm. device in front of them that's generating a, a magnetic field on itself mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it starts going crazy and you know and, and so that would indicate the presence of a ghost allegedly damn now <laughs> they also say that if you walk around an outlet it might set off right so if you point it towards uh, a plug or a light switch or something it might actually react Mm -hmm. would you say this tool is reliable then
1: no i mean maybe to a to a point because like it's technology with any technology no matter what it is like there's always going to be faults because there's things you can't control it would have to be on that person who's using that tool to make sure that there aren't any outlets nearby. But then I don't know because it's like you know there's wiring all over your house, like <laughs> that. Yeah, and I guess it's not that reliable.
0: I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Like uh, reading the description of this, I agree with you. I don't think it's something that I would want to use in my house because I mean, there's like you say, there's wiring all over the places. Always lights turned on or fans or, or something, right? the other thing they say this thing can do is it can actually de- detect changes in temperature okay so if there is a red light it means the temperature is hotter if there's a blue light uh-huh. it means the temperature is colder now okay. when it comes to ghosts what is what normally supposedly happens when there's a ghost around you
1: cold it gets cold
0: Mm-hmm. What if you're walking around with this device in your hand, living your best life, and then you see a blue light? What happens? Ah.
1: <laughs> well, first I'd make sure that the AC didn't just just turned on, um, <laughs> and or that nobody nearby left the you know the fridge door, freezer door open. That there are no drafts, and if all that doesn't you know everything checks out, and it's still doing that, it's like okay then. Mm. I'm about to like save the entire house
0: (laughs) this is in the highly hypothetical case because you've mentioned before that you would never do a ghost hunting experience right
1: oh hell no uh uh nope (laughs) because you never know some of these ghosts can like attach to you like you know we saw in the show like I'm not trying to bring anything home I like my peace Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe in ghosts because I want to do everything I can to avoid running into one or having <laughs> one, like, rule my life. Uh, so, yeah, like, no, that would not be good.
0: <laughs> so no blue lights for you, my friend.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> no. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to test anything in my house just because if there is something there... And I'm living with it without knowing it. That's how I want it to stay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know anything. Like, ignorance is bliss.
0: For real. This one, I'm sure you've heard about. The EVP detector? Yeah, I've heard of that one. Okay, so that one, we're just going to skim over real quick because everyone's heard about this. It's basically the device that scans radio frequencies for Mm -hmm. voices, right? Yeah. So, allegedly, they say that theirs, the one they use... Checks through the white noise, the, the static between frequencies, mm-hmm. because that is where you get the most responses. Okay. Has that anything like that ever happened to you? Where you hear like a voice in the radio?
1: Not in the radio, but like coming from my fan. Yes, like
0: from your so. Fan? There's
1: times, yeah, my fan, like my 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 air fan, like in the room, like not the ceiling one, but the one that's standing, like my little tower. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times when like I swear I can hear somebody having a conversation and I know it's not my neighbors because everything's black outside like it's dark like there is no one outside in the patio but I, I can hear things like I hear things and I don't know if it's like the way that the wind is hitting the wall or if there's like you know because it's not completely hitting me because it's a tower little thingies go all the way to the bottom to like to the ground Mm -hmm. so i don't know if the way that it's hitting something is making it sound like there's voices but i've heard that before and it's like it trips me out like i literally get up and i sit up trying to figure out where that sound is coming from because it's creepy so i
0: don't know (laughs) if i heard
1: it in the radio i would lose my mind like mm -mm.
0: Like, say so you're listening to some instant ins music, and then you hear, like...
1: <laughs> amp. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Turn thing
0: off. <laughs> I got a, a couple of stories, I guess. Uh, one of them is funny. The other one, maybe not so funny. Mm-hmm. Just really quick. Uh, One of them... I'm a guitar player, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had an amp when I was in college, like a, a guitar amp that I would play, with, you know, in my apartment, where I lived at back then. And Mm -hmm. because of the nature of how those things are made, it's magnets and electricity and stuff like that, so... Yeah. I'd be playing, like, you know, just kind of practicing or or playing a song, whatever, and then I'd stop, take a break, and I would hear radio stations coming out of the amp. What? Like, actual radio broadcasts.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: I guess it was interference or something that the the amp happened to pick up the the in the right way so i would be able to hear like talk radio like oh yeah you know the weather tonight it's gonna be 70 degrees (laughs) and be like what the hell like (laughs) the first time it happened i i almost like lost it i was like what the like you know i heard i heard voice coming from my (laughs) app and then i listened in and i was like oh it's a radio station like what the hell like what's going on here You know, so I thought that was pretty funny after a while. Like, you know, the first time it happened, I was terrified for, like, a minute. Yeah. But but once I heard what they were talking about, they were like, yeah, this is AM radio, you know, 1710 AM. (laughs) You know? So the other one may not be so funny because I sometimes would have the radio, when you're Mexican, eh, you would have a radio alarm clock Uh that you could set to either ring the alarm or the radio station
1: yeah to uh wake you up right yeah
0: so a couple of times i i can swear i mean this is like me as as a kid i was maybe like nine or ten i was asleep dude it was it must have been sometime in the summer or weekend because i was was like no it was was late so i wasn't going to school Mm -hmm. that day and I remember hearing the alarm ring for some reason.
1: hmm
0: And then I heard a voice coming out of the radio. And it's like something like Ya levantate. Right? Like wake I don't up. Know. Like wake up, whatever. Yeah. And I was and I was like, what the hell? Like now I may attribute this to me having a dream. Like a voice and a dream or something talking to me to wake up. Because mm-hmm. I heard the alarm distinctly. I heard the alarm. And I opened my eyes to get all groggy, like, the hell, like, you know, when, when you first wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, like, what's going on? Like, where am I? What's my name? Yeah. That kind of thing. And then I, I looked at the time, and it was, like, 10 something in the morning. I remember clearly it was, like, 1030 or something like that. hmm And I hear the alarm. I'm, I'm hearing the alarm, and I'm reaching to turn it off. And I hear that voice, like, levántate. Like, and I was, like, the hell, like, and that woke me up completely. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and that happened a couple of times. I know. So, I don't know what that was, dude. It's it, It's never happened again. It just happened, like, within maybe, like, a couple months period. Like, one time, and then, like, a few weeks went, went by, and it happened again. And mm-hmm. then after that, it never happened again. Weird. So, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, I'm just relaying a story that happened to me as a kid. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that was pretty weird. You know, EVPs, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Moving on to the next one. Something called the Ovulus. I think we used something like this in the past episode. Remember that time where we did a uh, like a ghost word app, whatever?
1: Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
0: That it would pick up Um, I guess noise from the air. uh mm-hmm. And interpret it as words. They they call this device the Ovulus. Or Ovilus. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm even saying this right. <laughs> but basically it's a device that's got a Database of words and syllables and they ask a question and then that's when you hear the ghost voices kind of like just like all broken. Yeah. Answering them. So, I don't know. I kind of want to get one of these. Do it. <laughs> Hopefully it's part of the kit that I buy in the future. And <laughs> then there's an the EMF detector which I think you've heard about too. Mm-hmm. The EMF basically it detects electromagnetic fields so yeah. when there's a ghost around you it kind of goes off or whatever right? Mm-hmm. What do you think of all these things?
1: I mean they're cool um, I don't know if I would trust them 100% but it'd be interesting to see what they do in real life
0: Would you ever buy a kit like this?
1: No <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be hunting goats. I'm good
0: um, i got to buy one. Do it. I- I'm going to buy one. I'm going to try to find one that's not too crazy expensive. I <laughs> do uh-huh. And I'll test it out, and, and we'll do a segment on that thing for one of our episodes. How's that?
1: Sounds good.
0: I'll be our guinea pig, my friend.
1: Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm down. <I> support that.
0: <laughs> for me, but not for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was our academic segment on... Uh, Ghost hunting tools, and then uh, some stories from our childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be right back with our closing remarks for this episode after these messages. Okay, Monica, and the audience, and myself, we are, once again, at the end of our podcast. So, let's have Facebook tonight. Moo. That was the episode on Haunted Latin America. So, any final impressions, Monica?
1: Um, I do not recommend it. I would not watch it again. Um, People, if you haven't watched it, you don't have to. It's not that great.
0: Would you watch a season two of this?
1: No, definitely not.
0: No? Nope. I think I would be curious, but I definitely would not watch the season again. Nah. Either, so... No.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, it, it's a, a, a no from both of us, and I recommend. <laughs> scale, yeah. We want to thank everybody that listened in today. We want to give some shout-outs as well. So, we got... A couple of shout-outs. We have the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pot Show. <laughs> they want one of our <laughs> sticker giveaways on Twitter, and they are from England. Nice. So I actually mailed some stickers to them, and they got back to me. They posted a picture. They got him. So I'm happy that we got our little Chupacara sticker in England somewhere. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> in the UK. So hopefully more of these are sent out that way soon.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's cool, dude. Like, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm really happy about being a podcaster. That we've met people from all over.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: And it may just be something like this. I mean, I, I started doing the giveaways on Twitter because I noticed like like an uptick in our follower count. Uh huh. Right now, we're I, I think we're about at about 180, dude. Nice. Which may sound like nothing to some people out there, but to us, it's like, dude, like it, we had like 15 followers like a month ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, dude, that's one of the things I'm really happy about. That, that, uh, I mean, we've met guests that we've had on, on our podcast show that mm-hmm. we've kept in touch with. And, I mean, they're, they're awesome people. We have a couple of people that want to work with us again, so that's awesome. Yeah. We get new people reaching out to us that they want to work with us, so that's, that's cool, too. So hopefully we get to make that happen sometime in the near future. For sure. Yeah, definitely. And the next shout-out that I have is another Twitter user by the name of Ashers she's also a podcaster and she said that we're doing a good job and keep it up
1: oh thank you
0: yeah so her podcast is called on Wednesdays we talk weird nice it's a pretty fun podcast dude I I've only heard as of right now one episode because on the way to work I that's when uh-huh. I usually listen to my to my podcast recommendations uh, it's like a 30 minute drive so I'm- yeah, nice. Uh, I I tuned into hers the other day because she was asking for feedback, and for us to, or for people in general to share their links so she could listen to it, and that's how she got back to us. I sent her our link, and she said she was she, she thought it was it was good that we were doing a, a good job to keep it up. So I listened to her, and I got back to her also. <laughs> awesome. And the episode that I heard from their podcast was a time travel episode, and it was pretty cool. They Thanks. they talk about different time travel theories and paradoxes and you know just, just a fun conversation between two friends that's awesome so yeah thank you Asher's for for your feedback we hope you continue to enjoy our podcast and everyone out there if you guys want to give us a uh, shoot us a line you know just tell us what we're doing right what we may not be doing okay what you may think we could change to mm-hmm. improve this podcast by all means let us know we are not against that
1: yeah, suggestions are welcome, always.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, we are at this format because of different feedback throughout the months. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoy this format, it's because of you guys. And if you're not, please let us know what we could do differently to engage more of you guys. Yeah. How are you, Monica? Any shout-outs?
1: No, just to everybody who's been following us on Twitter. I keep seeing the alerts, everything's going off, and it's like it's really cool. Like, it's nice to see that. So, just keep it up, guys. Keep listening. Um, invite your friends, tell your cousins, your grandparents, anybody who will listen. <laughs> <laughs> Help us out.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if any of you want to be a guest, by all means, also mm-hmm. reach out to us. We can talk to you and maybe try to find a way to make that work. Yeah. If you got any suggestions for topics, do you have a movie you want us to watch, a show? maybe an urban legend from your local area that you want us to investigate and talk about, give her two cents on, we can do that too.
1: The possibilities are endless.
0: I'm here to pleasure our audience. Monica, I don't know about you. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds a
1: little, uh, a little much, but sure.
0: (laughs) Well, by that, I mean that, you know, we can take the requests into account.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> That's
0: the the literal meaning of that statement, mind you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I make no promises as, as, as to other uh, <laughs> mechanisms or, or ways to pleasure anybody. <laughs> so, let's remind our audiences, our audiences, uh, <laughs> our audience of our social media accounts. We have our Facebook under exploring the myths behind the legends. We have our Instagram under MythsBehindLGDS.
1: Our Twitter is MythsBehindLGDS. And you can also email us at MythsBehindLegends at gmail.com.
0: We have our letterbox under MythsBehindLGDS. And in that letterbox account, we have a watch list of movies that we may or may not get to in the near future. If you have any suggestions, we can add those to the list. And Mm -hmm. we have our official... Website, it's not no longer unofficial. It's just official. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Due to uh, Monica's request, here we have Happy our
1: <laughs> <man>.
0: <laughs> our URL, which is under myths hyphen behind hyphen legends dot
1: Oh, you said it in a little sing-songy voice. I heard that.
0: <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) it's a work in progress (laughs) (laughs) okay Monica so the time has come for me to ask you what our hint for next week is going to be
1: okay and the hint is we're going to be reviewing talking about a bird that is creepy and considered an ill omen to some
0: I wonder what that could be (laughs) <laughs> oh. i mean i already know what it is ab <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just picturing myself as an audience member like all kind of gripping right. seats like oh my god what is it
1: <laughs> i wonder i wonder oh my god how suspenseful!
0: yeah all right so once again i want to thank everyone i can't express my gratitude enough for our latest twitter followers instagram facebook comments messages etc please do keep it up let us know what we could do to make this podcast more enjoyable and, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that was pretty much our episode, Monica. you have any final, final comments on anything that we talked about today?
1: No, just don't watch the show. It's not worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, do not watch the show.
1: No, don't waste your time.
0: No, I mean, I can think of better uses for your time. Maybe make a sandwich.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mow your lawn. <laughs> Uh, if you live with your parents, uh, help them wash the dishes. You know, <laughs> uh, take your dog out for a walk, or your cat, or your bird, whatever you have.
0: Take a bird for a walk. That's nice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for little walk in the road, you know.
0: Well, technically, you could take the entire cage. But I mean, yeah, that's.
1: <laughs> I mean, they can go. They can you put them on? Put them on a little leash with a little tiny vest. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they make them. So.
0: <laughs> I've never seen it, but I, I would like to see that (laughs) a little canary with a vest and a leash yes yes (laughs) alright so yeah that was our episode for this week thank you guys very much for listening once again I want to wish everyone a good morning weekend evening weekday uh, break at work lunch break taco Tuesday whatever it is you guys are doing (laughs) and yeah we'll see you in the next one and until then have a good one
1: Bye.